This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Wednesday's practice was opened up, so we'll get to that. We'll talk about why I think this defense is going to be better as well. All that and more on Hogsports Live. I'm going to try to take some questions also from the Razor's Edge Premium Forum because we have had problems with Facebook. So we're going to let our VIP subscribers get in questions first today on the Razor's Edge. Before we get started, of course, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live where we stream the show live. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up on both of those channels if you like the content. Also follow the page on Facebook. We're almost at the goal of 80,000 before football starts. So we want 80,000 followers. So share the content with other people if you think they might like it. Interact with the video. Throw us a smiley face or whatever. Uh, All that stuff helps our channel. On YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have a five-star review from you there and to add a comment or two about what you like about the show. That would be great. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Right now, Hog Sports is 50% off the annual rate. So that breaks down to 15 cents a day. I'd love to sh- you to show me something that you can get for 15 cents. 15 cents a day, $1.03 a week. That's the equivalent. Just go to HAWGsports.com. There's no promo code, none of that stuff. I hope a lot of you took advantage of our free day that we had the other day. I think if you asked our subscribers if they're pleased with the service, they're going to tell you yes. In spite of everything that we've been faced with, with coronavirus and uh, the limited access and all that stuff, we still are your number one insider source for Razorback football, recruiting, uh, basketball, everything and have been for a long time. So come check us out if you haven't done so already. If you've been away from us, you've been worried about coronavirus, football is back in full swing. So that's a good thing. All right, let me clear some of this stuff out. Some of you guys don't like that. One guy told me it looks like a NASCAR <laughs> a NASCAR ad. All right, a NASCAR car, whatever. So football practice was open yesterday. We haven't first – first let's talk about this full schedule, okay, because – you knew that Arkansas was going to get screwed. After they got Georgia and Florida, you knew they weren't going to take it easy on them. So they give them Georgia for the opening game. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe Georgia comes out a little rusty. they got to travel on the road. I'm not saying Arkansas is going to beat University of Georgia, who's ranked number four in the country. I guess they moved up to number three, technically, if Ohio State's not ranked anymore. We'll see what happens with all that. But week one, Georgia in Fayetteville. Week two at Mississippi State. That's one that... I think a lot of us should be eyeing to stop the streak. That's a possibility. It's at Mississippi State, so it is a road game. It's always going to be tough, but it's not going to be the same. There's not going to be as many cowbells in the stands. Arkansas, in fact, going to 21 to 23% capacity, so 16 to 17,000 fans. Season ticket holders are hit with all kinds of options. You know, would you like the five games? the five home games, would you like the Alabama game and the Georgia game as a package, or the three games, which are LSU, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, which to me that's a no-brainer. If you have to pick between the two, do you pick the first game and the last game, or do you pick the three middle games? I mean, it's one more game, three really good opponents to watch. I mean, to me it's a no-brainer. I tried to get to every game if I could, but it's not just not going to happen. There's 33,000 season ticket holders. They're only going to let 17,000 into the game. So, Mississippi State's second game. Then week three at Auburn. That being – I mean, that's another – there's a lot of interesting storylines here. I mean, obviously playing, you know, Mike Leach, that's interesting. You know, opening with Georgia, Sam Pittman's former team. Auburn, Chad Morris, offensive coordinator there. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, almost became the Arkansas coach. That's week four. So, that's what you open up with. Then week six, Texas A&M. In, Kyle, in College Station at Kyle Field, I'm hoping to go to that game. It is Halloween. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if we have – are we going to have Halloween? 
Are kids going to be able to go door-to-door trick-or-treating? I mean, everybody needs to be a, a mass superhero, I guess, for that to work. But I don't know if that's practical in 2020 to go ha- to go trick-or-treating. So if it's not, then I'm going to go to this this game. I haven't seen the new Kyle Field. I've seen all, all other – every stadium in the SEC I've seen, except for the renovated Kyle Field. Week 7 versus Tennessee. There's a game that Arkansas can win. I really believe that. I think they can beat Tennessee. I think if you look at the Tennessee's last six games, there's not a single juggernaut, not a really good opponent out of all of them. Maybe Kentucky would be the best one. But when they went on that streak to finish 8-5, and five, it wasn't like they were facing Alabama and LSU. Week 8 at Florida, obviously intriguing because Felipe Franks is going home, faces former team. Week 9 versus LSU, man, they're dealing with some stuff right now with the Darius Geis allegations. We'll see where things go with there, but that doesn't does not look good. Week 10 at Missouri, another intriguing one. I mean, there are so many interesting storylines in this because, I mean, this is Barry Odom's game right here, his former team. It's another one Arkansas has a chance to win. Then week 11 versus Alabama. Obviously, it's weird not having Alabama-Auburn uh, at the end of the year, but they kept it on the same date. All right, Arkansas's defense is going to be better in 2020. So, a couple years ago, I stopped saying this, right? I stopped saying it because Arkansas continually got worse. Every year since 2014, since they had that defense that was like 10th in, I think it may be 9th in total defense in the country and 11th in points per game allowed. Ever since that defense, they have gone down almost every year. I mean, they had, like, literally, like, there's one hiccup on both of those categories where it was just like it went the other barely. But really, they've gone downhill every year. Even last year, they went down. I mean, they were 14th in points allowed, 14th in yards given up. They were the worst defense. They gave up more points than anybody in at least 10 years in the SEC last year. And probably longer, I just got tired of looking for a worse defense. I got tired of looking for a worse defense in Arkansas. So I only can go back 10 years in the archives. But I do think that they're going to be better on defense next year. And a lot of the reasons are because I, I think that they're better from a talent perspective than people are actually giving them credit for. I think so much of this, I've said this before, but the saying is it's not about the X's and the O's, it's about the Jimmys and the Joes. What it should be is it's about the, the X's and the O's and the Jimmys and the Joes. It's about building a sense of camaraderie, uh, togetherness, leadership. You know, so often you'd see guys just like, oh, he's got it, you know, pull up. They're running to make a tackle. Oh, he's got it. I mean, and it's not all on the players because you need to be motivated. You have to be inspired in really everything in life. Most people need something to rally around. I think they finally got that with Sam Pittman and Barry Odom on defense, just by the way they talk about him. Now, doing this as long as I've been doing it, you learn to read between the lines because these players are taught by the University of Arkansas to never talk about themselves, never talk about specific players. So you get this generic garbage answer that is, so you ask a very specific question about somebody and the response is going to be, everybody's doing good. And I think they think that they're helping them, but really they're just, I'm not using that quote. I'm not using that quote. If you tell, if I ask you about a specific player and you tell me everybody's doing good, I'm, I'm done asking questions. So, but you can read between the lines on this stuff. When you ask players how they feel about somebody and they give you the answer, you know, obviously they're going to give you a positive response. Oh, he's doing great. He's working hard. We're together in this. But you can tell. And you could tell. Here's a good example from Monteric Brown, if I can find the quote. You guys want to get some more of that video up? For you guys who missed it, I'll put, uh, I'm going to post the video real quick from yesterday's practice. Oops. Where you at? Well, it's somewhere. There it is. All right, so 
This is what Monteric said. I love Coach Odom. Man, Coach Odom gives me so many opportunities just to make plays. I love Coach Odom. His scheme is just perfect. He's going to help us. He's a great coach. He knows what he's doing, and his background tells it all. So that's the kind of responses you get from players when they talk about Sam Pittman, Barry Odom. But it's it's not that different in a, a lot of ways how they would talk about the last staff if you just read the quotes. But you had to see their eyes light up. You had to see their, their you know change in their seats, move around. You can you can tell that they really love these guys, and it's going to show up in how they play. It's obvious to me that they did not give a flip about Chad Morris or John Chavis. They totally quit on them. When they had to have them, when those coaches had to have them to avoid getting fired, I mean, they just they gave up 35 points to Western Kentucky in the first half. You didn't see that with other coaches. I don't want to repeat myself, but, I mean, you didn't see them giving up on Houston Nutt. Even Brett Bielema at the end, they didn't give up on him. They almost beat Mississippi State and Missouri in those games. But they gave up on Chad Morris and John Chavis. There's no question that they did. So I go back to this Auburn game in 2018. Arkansas lost 34-3, but it was not because of the defense. 34-3, and it wasn't because of the defense. They gave up 225 yards on that one. And I've broken down every single drive. They had Auburn had one touchdown drive against Arkansas in that game, the whole game. So how do you go from that? A team that shows some fight on the road in the SEC. I was watching from that terrible excuse for a press box in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Awful. So how do you go from that to fast forward the next year and you lose, what, 51-10? Is that what it was? Something awful. 51-10. Give up 491 yards in your own backyard. You give up 54 points and 640 yards to Mississippi State, which wasn't even good last year. Ended up firing their coach. San Jose State, Western Kentucky. I mean, just, just pathetic efforts on defense, and it's because of a lack of inspiration, a lack, a lack of fire. You have to play frenetically. Frenetically. Frenetically? Frenetically? You got to play crazy. Controlled, controlled chaos, to be cliche, is how you have to play. And they have better players, I think. I think when you look in the secondary, I really think Monteric Brown has potential to play on the next level. People may be surprised to hear me say that. I think he's a really strong tackler. I think he's got good speed, instincts. I think he started the season really well. He just faded towards the end like most people. You know, Jalen Catalan is expected to miss some time. He should be back, though, by the end of camp, towards the maybe the last couple weeks or so of camp, just depending on how his uh, rehab goes. But it, he, he did suffer a minor injury. Uh, but still, he's a guy with a lot of promise. And that's one thing that you have to give Chad Morris credit for, bringing in guys like Jalen Catalan, uh, Devin Bush, even though he did try to transfer out after four games, uh, Greg Brooks Jr., um, you know, some of those guys. Or, you know, Joe Fouché, too, you know, who played all last year with a shoulder injury. Those are guys I think that, you know, have, being a year older, having a new coach, you know, having Barry Odom back there and Sam Carter, I think is going to make a big difference with those guys. The defensive line, kind of the same reason. Guys like Zach Williams, Matteo Soli, Matteo Soli, a little bit older, a year older. That first year is so big for those guys. Uh, adding Xavier Kelly and adding Julius Coates, getting Dorian Gerald back, Jonathan Marshall returns. I, I just think, you know, and, and there's some young guys like Marcus Miller who I'm really high on. I just think that they have a really good chance to be a lot better. And by saying all this, guys, you got to remember, I'm not talking about Arkansas just like – shocking the world. I'm talking about them getting some SEC wins, getting some SEC wins finally, and I think they have a good enough team to do that. And I feel like the buy-in is there, and I don't feel like it was in the past under Chad Morris. I feel like he lost him from the first press conference. So the one concern for me on defense when I'm talking about getting back to getting wins is linebacker. Uh, I think you have to have bumper pool really play at an all-SEC type of level um, you need Levi Draper to be the guy that was the number five inside linebacker recruit in the country in 2017. You need him to be that guy. You need Xavier Kelly, or excuse me, not Xavier Kelly, but you need uh, uh, Andrew Parker to step up. He chose Arkansas over Texas in high school. You need uh, Grant Morgan to continue to be Grant Morgan. He gets everything he can out of 5'11", 220. Gets everything he can out of it. 
Um, but continue to be that. I'm not asking for them to, like, be the best unit on defense. They're not going to be at linebacker. But they can be – they can be okay. Hayden Henry's another guy. Need him to stay healthy. Hayden Henry has, has really struggled staying healthy over the years. But need him to stay healthy. So, that's kind of my thoughts on the defense. I think they have a shot to be a lot better. And I know, I know the offense does. I mean, flipping it to the other side – there's no reason this offensive line shouldn't be a lot better, really. Really a lot better. I think they I think they have a chance to be a lot better. Uh, I think they should get better quarterback play. I know that they have the players at wide receiver, especially with those guys being a year older and Knox and and Burks to go along with Mike Woods, who had three touchdown catches yesterday, all from Felipe, Felipe Franks. So, Rakeem Boyd's back. Love what I see out of Traylon Smith so far. Also, T.J. Hammond's working exclusively at wide receiver the last couple of days. So, I don't know if that's a plan just to get him acclimated there and then moving back to running back or what, but he's been working at wide receiver, which I think makes sense. They need they need somebody else. They need somebody else in the slot. And you talk to the coaches, he's like, you know, our top three guys are really, really, you know, really special. But, you know, after that, you know, we've got some work to do. So, it makes sense to do that, to move them over there. But – I think they've got some – and also, I mean, Hudson Henry. Hudson Henry is going to be a really good player at Arkansas. He just hasn't been yet. He suffered that concussion early in camp last year, put him behind. They had three senior tight ends. But he's a guy that's going to help them also. So, it's not just those three wide receivers in the passing game. they also got Hud back there too. So, eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love – you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. The NCA Division I Council has proposed that the NCA shouldn't dock a year of eligibility for fall sports, no matter if you play a game or not. If you play 10 games or not, I should say. I don't know if I agree with that. I think you're running into a bit of a cluster by doing this. Uh, I don't know that it's fair to like upcoming high school recruits and stuff because your roster, you can only have 85 on scholarship at a time. So, I mean, like literally everybody could come back. What does that do to the 2021 recruiting class? Everybody can come back. I don't know about that. There's 3,000 kids that are worthy in most years of being you know, FBS level college athletes. So what happens to them? I mean, somebody's getting screwed in this deal. Life's not fair. Quit trying to make it fair for everybody. You just end up, it's like the person that like stops in front of you to let the, let the person into traffic and ends up just kind of screwing everybody behind him. He just sees what's ahead of him and helps that person. You're a bad driver. 
So offensive line, there's I got a few news and notes from practice observations yesterday. From what I can gather, it's difficult because they didn't just go out and line up, right? They didn't just say, okay, let's get all 11 out there. But from what we could tell by how they were going through drills in groups and stuff, it looked like Myron Cunningham, Shane Clennon, this is left to right. So left tackle Myron Cunningham, Shane Clennon, Ricky Stromberg at center, Bo Limmer, and Dalton Wagner. Those of you who are subscribed at hogsports.com, you would have seen a while back where I had this same offensive line, except we had Brady Latham working at right tackle as a starting right tackle. Latham is, is yesterday was working at second team left tackle. That's a guy that's going to surprise a lot of people. Now, maybe not this year. He's a guy that needs to continue to get stronger, but he's a guy that wasn't really highly recruited, but that happens on the offensive line. Needed to get stronger, but he's a guy that may have a future at Arkansas. So, Brady Latham at left tackle, Luke Jones at left guard, Ty Clary at center, Ryan Winkle at right guard, another guy that I like, and right tackle Noah Gatlin. That was the second unit. The third unit, left tackle Dylan Rathke, left guard Marcus Henderson, center Austin Nix, right guard Jalen St. John, right tackle Ray Curry Jr. So, they've got all those guys, you know, kind of mixed in there on the third team, those freshmen. So, that's kind of what we saw there. You know, I thought Rakeem Boyd looked great. Um, he's down to 206 from 215. He says he has a six-pack. But I think – I feel like he looks bigger. And it could just be, you, you know, you lose a little weight, you're a little more shredded. But he says he's never he's never had a six-pack before. And he's there. Or four-pack maybe, I think he said. Traylon Smith, Josh Oglesby both look really quick. So, Josh Oglesby is has come over from the track team as a walk-on. He's a smaller guy, 174 pounds, like 5'8", 174 pounds. Uh, but he's a 10-4-4 100-meter dash guy. He is an All-American for the 4-by-100-meter relay. So he's got some speed, and he looked really quick out there. So did Traylon Smith. I mentioned Mike Woods caught three touchdown passes. Peyton Owsley also caught one. TJ Hammonds caught one, and Traylon Burks all caught one also. So freshman uh, Kari Johnson and Greg Brook Jr. are both working at nickel. I know we had a lot of questions about that. We also had a lot of questions what kind of defense Arkansas is running. It's just going to be multiple. They're going to do – you're going to see everything from a bare front to a 3-2-6. Guys who weren't there, Jalen Catalan, Jarquez McClellan, Chaboisian Wana, Trey Knox, and Tyson Morris. Those were all the players that weren't spotted. Isaiah Joe, we talked about this towards the end of the last show because it happened as I was wrapping up the show, but – uh, Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe uh, is not returning. It's kind of an interesting deal. I mean, they had the August 3rd deadline for college to announce you're returning for college, but the NBA had August 17th deadline to withdraw. So you could have, like he did, withdraw from the NBA draft and then decide late and still retain your eligibility. But when you decide you're going to the NBA, it doesn't matter because you're not going back to college, so their deadline doesn't matter. So the deadline was always really the 17th. That was always really the deadline. But, I mean, I can't really blame Joe. I wish it hadn't happened the way it did. You know, I think that kind of, you know, somebody gives you something nice and then takes it from you. Uh, But I I think that it's just unfortunate the way it happened. But I I, I get it. I understand. I mean, there's concern that there may not even be a season. You know, it, it could get shut down. Football could be a total disaster. I don't think it will be. I think people are going to get coronavirus continuing forward. People are – I mean, people act like you can just stop this thing by shutting down, and you can't. The only thing that's going to, like, really slow it down is practicing social distancing, wearing a mask, washing your hands, not locking yourself away. That's not good for anybody long term. I mean, we're even seeing, like – I mean, New Zealand was coronavirus-free. There's the example everybody should should see. But they have cases now out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I think they have like they've got like sixty four cases. It's not a lot, but I'm just saying you can't stop it just because you think you stopped it. It'll come back. So I don't know what'll change from now until we get a vaccine. Even then, that won't be completely stopped. Not everybody, first place, is going to get a vaccine. But these guys are young and healthy. They should be allowed to play if they want to, and if they want to opt out, then they should be allowed to do that and retain their scholarship and not be shamed for it. There's plenty of reasons to opt out. Plenty of reasons, and I get it. But if you're not worried about it, 
even if you are worried about it and you want to play, you should be able to play. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, in my opinion, have made a mistake here. I don't know how they're going to survive financially. And the thing is, like, this is going to pop up and there's going to be outbreaks and people are going to be like, told you so. There's going to be outbreaks. Some teams are going to get hit hard here and there. Someone may even pass away, and that would be awful. But it's going to be such a minute number. And I'm not saying that, like, one life is fine. I'm not saying that. But you have to look at it like – I don't even want to say the greater good. It's hard to talk about death and say and act like it's okay because it isn't. But people die. And people will die because of this. People will die because of driving. People will die because of smoking. Eight million people are dying because of smoking. 1.2 million a year die of secondhand smoke. 1.2 million. Nobody's saying go out and get a mask, everybody. People are smoking. I don't mean to compare. I mean, I don't even mean to compare it, but I'm just saying people people die every day for no reason at all, and it's awful. And people will die because of, of this. There will be there will be a death in football because of this. Probably, but these guys are healthy, and they're so dramatically the chances are so dramatically low. I had a buddy who was strong as an ox, who had H1N1. I mean, he was in a coma for two months. We thought he was going to die. I'd already made peace that he he was going to die. So it can affect people, but there's other things that can too. I just think they're going to regret at the end of the day that they did not open up and play football. I didn't even mean to go on a rant, but I did. All right. So I'm jumping into questions from our folks on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum where we're streaming live also there at hogsports.com. Again, before we get to these, I want to remind you, of course, you can sign up right now at hogsports.com for 50% off. It's 15 cents a day, a dollar three a week. It's like four forty-three a month. It's a great deal. It's a great deal. We put out so much content lately. Uh, it's ridiculous. Our Razor's Edge Premium Forum, where I'm about to take these questions, is just a tremendous community, like-minded Razorback fans. We don't always agree. We don't always agree, but it's a great place to come and talk Razorback athletics. It is one of the strongest communities in the country. The Razor's Edge Premium Forum is one of the strongest communities in the entire country. In the month of December, in fact, it was the number one trafficked message board in the 24-7 Sports Network. Number one, not number two, not top ten, number one. And there's a reason that hogsports.com is one of the ten largest subscriber sites in the entire network also. I mean, that just just happened. They don't – let me tell you something. They don't – they did not think that what we have done at Arkansas is possible, okay, with the number of subscribers, the traffic that we get. They didn't think it was possible. Arkansas, if they can get into the top 25, that's, you know, that's, that's good enough. No, I mean, we're, we're fir- not just top 10, but we're firmly in the top 10. Firmly in the top 10. And it's because of the work that Danny does, that Curtis do, that I like to think that I do managing the site, our members. And to me, it just shows what Arkansas is capable of. It's one of the reasons that a guy like Frank Brules years ago saw a huge opportunity at Arkansas. You have the whole state behind you. People can talk about stuff like Mississippi State's a better job, Ole Miss is a better job because they have more talent. One team after another is going in that state and just picking talent out of there. Arkansas has got better facilities. They've got better fans. they got better support. It's top to bottom a better job. That bothers me when I see, when I see stuff like Missouri, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, better jobs in Arkansas. It's not true. Arkansas has one problem that they're overestimating, and it's they're not an hour away from recruiting talent. But those Mississippi schools, schools get plucked of their top talent all the time. I mean, most of the time, Arkansas will out-recruit those schools. Not always. Not always. Definitely didn't during Hugh Freeze's time. I was just, I was just doing that. I was, I was scratching my... That wasn't a money gesture. I was just scratching my thumb. All right. Let's get to these questions. How did Felipe look? How did Traylon Smith look? I mentioned that. This is from Houston Nutburner. 
Traylon Smith, I thought, looked really quick. And I love what Rakeem Boyd says about him. Like, they're looking at each other dead tired, and, and Traylon's like, we got to go. You know what we got to do. Uh, I love what Jeff Trailer said about him and that he only talks football. That's all he wants to talk about. That's important. Hunter7272 says, can we get a preseason walk and talk? Well, I'll do something like that. I thought about doing it yesterday, but there was just such a time crunch with – practice trying to get notes out to our message board I had drive time sports right after that so I didn't it just wasn't the timing wasn't there I've got to have a window to be able to do it Brady Mitchell says now with Catalan having his injury do you see Odom leaving Slusher as a top guy as his fill-in or, or moving Jerry Jacobs to be the number one guy for so I I'm not a big fan of of true freshman I think Slusher has a ton of ability though I like what I see out of him. But let me tell you something. Jerry Jacobs is shredded. This dude's shoulders. I mean, you know, you always look at like Alabama players. You're like, look at their shoulders. Look at their biceps. That's how that's how Jerry Jacobs looks. I mean, he, for a cornerback, I mean, he is, he's like put together like, uh, oh man, I'm spacing on his name. And I see his face so clearly. Arkansas defensive back, Chris Houston. Like, Chris Houston was bowed up. And that's kind of how uh, Jerry Jacobs is. So, I could see Jacobs sliding over to corner – or, excuse me, sliding, sliding over to safety if they deem that there's a need there, which I think there kind of is. I do think Catalan is going to be back. I don't want to specifically say his injury, but uh, – because they haven't reported what it is, but four to six weeks probably. So, he should be back by camp before camp is over. Skirt Hogg says, what freshman surprised you the most in person yesterday? I really like the way Malik Hornsby throws the ball. He's got a live arm. We know he's got speed. Malik Hornsby, probably the fastest quarterback Arkansas has had since 2004. Matt Jones. So I'll say him. I like the way Dominic Johnson looked. For a 6'1", 240-pound back, I thought he moved pretty well. But it's hard to say, like, you know, like saying offensive line or stuff. Again, you know, they're just in helmet, sh- shirt, and shorts. So, it's it's hard to say somebody's like, wow, this guy's physical, you know. But I like the way Malik threw the ball. And the coaches have been really pleased with him. Hawk Savage says, who looks the most improved physically from last year to now? A guy that made you think, wow, he put the work in the weight room. Well, I mean, Myron Cunningham looks like a different guy. It, it, he literally looks like someone else out there you know he was always tall 6'7 but he played about 285 290 last year and he's 320 319 320 right now and he looks good he looks really good I thought Monteric Brown you know Monteric's only added three pounds he's always been kind of wiry guy but I feel like like he's filled out a little bit like his legs are look a little bit bigger um you know I, I feel like Rakeem looks really good looks really good Ricky Stromberg's another one. I mean, Ricky, this time last year, Ricky Stromberg was 266 pounds, and he's 3'11 now. So, those are a few guys. Said 1976 says, are we going to have to wait till the season starts to see the road uniforms? That's a great question because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense other than there's coronavirus, but if usually by June or July, mid-July at the latest, there's a uniform reveal. And we know that Arkansas is going to use, you know, the Darren McFadden era home uniforms, and we assume they're going to have the Darren McFadden away uniforms this year. Last year they were a alternate uniform technically because it wasn't the year in the cycle where they get new uniforms. It's every two years. So I would assume there would be a release of some sort, but I haven't seen anything. Whiskey Drunk says... It's our buddy Keith Grayson who comes on the show every once in a while. Can you go five minutes without talking about COVID? I will hang up and listen. So the last time I had you on, Keith, you opened the segment talking about coronavirus. And I watched the who's online numbers just slowly go, slowly go down. So not not just a me problem. We got 229 people on here right now. That's a good number. Glad to have you all joining us. I really appreciate you guys making this show so popular. It means a lot. Helps us get our message out there. 
again, one of the reasons we do the show is to get the message out there about our our service, hogsports.com. Whiskey Drunk says, do you think Browse is going to implement some auction packages from the quarterbacks with a pitch? I think so. I think that I think the quarterback run is going to be an important part of this offense. I do think they could like bring in some packages for KJ and stuff. Maybe even Malik. They can keep him under four games. Heck, if they pass this rule where you keep your eligibility, then they can play all those guys if they want, as much as they want, not have to worry about the four-game rule. We'll see where that goes. But, yeah, I do expect to see uh, some option work with Arkansas. Absolutely. I think it's going to help. You know, talking with Mike Woods, what he says, you know, the biggest difference is, first of all, they go fast. Kendall Browse said they have 75% of the offense installed, by the way. Not 30%. I mean, they've had two practices and they've had meetings. And they got seventy-five percent of the offense installed. Not the thirty-thirty percent install offense of Chad Morris, but what he says is they they go fast, like faster, and they they you know, we knew their splits would be really wide uh, and spreading the wide receivers out, you know, like as far out as they can get them legally. Uh, and that's going to create a lot of one-on-one matchups. That's that's kind of the uh, the idea behind the offense. Move fast, create a lot of one-on-one offense, uh, one-on-one matchups. You know where you're going with the ball before it's snapped because you've got one-on-one. Um, and that ought to reduce sacks. I think it'll it'll help the offensive line a lot. But the thing you got to remember is they are going to run the ball, and ideally in Kendall Bryles' offense, they're going to put up more rushing yards and passing yards. Ideally, doesn't mean they will, but I think that's how he would prefer to have it. Hog fan in KS16 says, which of the transfers on defense do you see making the largest impact this season? I hope for Arkansas's sake that it's Levi Draper. I think that's where they need help the most. And he was a very highly recruited guy. Um, he played on a team that went 13-1 last year. You'd have to go back a few years to add up 13 wins for Arkansas. So keep that in mind when we're talking about, you know, who he was playing behind at OU versus who he will be playing behind at Arkansas, if that. So to me, Levi Draper would be ideal. Um, the guy was a monster recruit. I mean, number five inside linebacker recruit in the country, number 118 overall prospect in the country. So he's got the resume in that sense. He just hadn't played a lot for OU. So I would definitely say him. Next, I would probably say maybe A.J. Reed at kicker. It's important to have a good kicker. You know, even without Xavier Kelly, I think they're going to be okay on the defensive line. But obviously you'd like to have him, you know, step up. And I think they've got some some talented players in the secondary. Now, if you ask me who I think is going to make the biggest impact among the transfers, if I'm not saying A.J. Reed because I think he'll start at kicker, I'm going to say – Jerry Jacobs, I think he'll make the biggest in- – uh, well, excuse me. I'm talking defense. So, I don't need to include the kicker anyway. So, I'll say Jerry Jacobs will make the biggest impact. Razor Brock 1965 says, Is Odom's defense known more for high pressure or bend but don't break? wonder if he's willing to take some risk to pressure the quarterback. He's definitely – we're definitely going to see them bring some pressure. I don't think there's any question that they will bring some pressure. Um – I'd take a bend but don't break also. I'd be fine with a bend but don't break defense. I'd be fine with an undersized defense that is scrappy. When's the last time you heard a defense called scrappy at Arkansas? They've got more talent than people are giving them credit for, people. They have got more talent than people are giving them credit for. I pointed to that game uh, against Auburn where the defense played really well. The offense is just atrocious. I mean, it's just been atrocious under Chad Moore. It's just – the guys – the fact that he said – we're going to be one of the more explosive offenses in all of college football. And to produce what was produced is just – there's not a word. No word comes to mind. Frustration. I can feel it when I start talking about it. I can feel it kind of boiling. Just ridiculous. Unacceptable. Get out of here. All right. Let's see if we got any more questions. How long are we going here? Okay, let's see. Houston Nutburner says, how confident are you in Kendall Browse and Franks' ability to run his offense? Now, I don't know that Franks is like the ideal 
quarterback to run the offense. And by that, I mean he can run, but – and he's got a 70-yarder on his resume. He ran for like 364 yards as, uh, as a uh, sophomore. But I think that he can put the ball anywhere it needs to be. You take a lot of thinking out of the offense. You know, everybody talks about how simple it is. It's not, it's not that complicated an offense. Um, and that's the truth a lot of times with a lot of these spread offenses versus a pro-style attack. People, it, it's, it's funny to me because people always say stuff like, like Bielema's offense when they were more pro-style um, was simple, you know, and they think of a spread offense as being more complex. And it's, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of that. The, the spread offense is designed to be simple. So quarterbacks a lot of times can jump right in, you know, even as freshmen into a spread offense and be effective. It might be more difficult in a pro style. Franks is a guy that's got a lot of experience. He's like 400-and-something yards from being one of the top ten returning passers in the country. And he only played three games last year, two-and-a-half games last year. Um, so he, he's got a really strong arm. He's nice and tall. He's got some weapons. I mean, I, I think that he has a chance to do really well for Arkansas. Do well for Arkansas. Let's just say he's got a chance to do okay. He's got a chance to do okay for Arkansas. Take it. You take it. He's not going to be a disaster. I don't think he is. Arkansas has started 10 quarterbacks the last three seasons. Ten. Five last year. That's such garbage. It's so terrible. It is so terrible, y'all. Embarrassing. I mean, the whole thing's been an embarrassment, isn't it? All right, everybody. Where are we right now? Okay, I'm going to get to a couple of your questions on Facebook now. don't want to leave you guys alone, but I have to go through my phone, which is annoying because I can't get the comments to come up for the – Third, what? how many shows is this in a row where I can't get the comments to come up? It's just blank. <laughs> uh, it's just blank. I don't have no idea what to do. So we'll just do it this way. Trey, this is from Joshua Shivers. Trey, I think Arkansas will go three and seven, possibly four and six. Do you consider that a good first year given everything Sam Pittman and – staff are dealing with if they win four games then yeah i think that would have to be considered pretty pretty damn good considering the slate that they have because six of the teams are nationally ranked seven will be well no they're not playing kentucky but six will six are nationally ranked so that's over half the schedule is nationally ranked but yeah i mean even if they even if they went three i mean we're talking about only sec games here they win three or four games, you have to be like, okay, that's a dramatic improvement. Because if they win three or four SEC games, you know that they probably have the ability and probably would have won three of the non-conference games. And that's bowl eligible. I'm like trying to move my mouse, trying to get my phone without it propped up on a computer. Like that would work. What else I hate about this is it just tells me, like, people when they're logging on and watching. Chase Hogan-Jones has been loving the confidence from these guys, ready to see if it translates to the field. So impressed at how fast we increased our size. I agree with you, Chase. I mean, I really think that they have a confidence level. Like, even maybe I dare to say a little swagger. I think that there is a level of belief that things are about to change in the players. And you can see it when they talk. I mean, you can just see it. You can see it in the attitude. I'll say this. The first practice I went out with Chad Morris, I looked around and I was just like, what is going on? It was. It felt so chaotic. And you had Chad, he had this microphone, this headset with a microphone, and his voice was going over the loudspeaker. And he was like, you know, 10 seconds before the next period, he was saying what, it, what was what was going to be up. And 
I mean, it didn't work. It, the, like the loudspeaker wasn't working. You know, people couldn't understand. It was, and he eventually gave it up and quit doing it. But it was just, eventually, I, I felt like I started to see, you know, what was going on. But it did. It felt so. I just remember it felt so rushed and chaotic. And I don't. I didn't get sense from pr- practice yesterday. Um, I didn't get that sense at all. I felt like it was very organized, structured, clean. Drew Bethard says, I hope these kids realize how quickly football can disappear this year if they do just normal college things. Yeah, I think they I think they do, but it's still going to happen. You're not going to stop it. I mean, there's so many instances like even the, the it has to be about mitigation and you do the best you can, but you're you're not going to stop it. Joshua Shiver says, Trey, in your opinion, who will have the biggest impact on the D-line this year? I think big things are, could be in store for Jonathan Marshall. Really do. Uh, you know, I went back and watched a game the other day. I think it was a Kentucky game. And not Derek LeBlanc on the other side. But I went back and watched that game um, because somebody had, had questioned me because I said Jonathan Marshall comes off the ball fast. So I went back and watched. And when he was in there, I mean, he's exploding off the ball. I, I felt like he should have started last year. Strongest guy on the team. I think he has a chance to have a really good year. So I will say him, Dorian Gerald, Julius Coates. Those are other strong candidates. Matteo Soli, Zach Williams. They're candidates. There are options. Eric Gregory is a guy that redshirted last year that probably would have played if he hadn't had a high ankle sprain and had surgery, which I didn't know you had surgery for high ankle sprains, but he did. Jordan Jones did as well. He never. I don't think Jordan Jones ever got back normal. Will Friday be full pads or pads with shorts, says Chase Hogan-Jones. So, they'll be in shoulder pads on Friday, from what I understand. I believe that's what he said. And then second practice next week, they'll be able to go full gear. Christopher Strine says, Trey, I think they can go 5-5 five and five or even 6-4, and four, maybe 7-3. and three. I don't know about that. I think you're getting your hopes up a little bit too high, Christopher. But I, I, I think they're going to win some games. I think they're going to win – at least a, I think they'll win a couple of SEC games. I really do. Drew Bethard says, do the players sound different under Pittman versus Morris versus Brett Bielema? There are some similarities I feel like early on with Brett Bielema, like when Brett Bielema first came on. Um with Chad, I just never felt the level of excitement from the players. I just never – I don't – I feel I feel like he lost them right out of the gate. I really do. First press conference. Or first, uh, first time he met him, I feel like he lost them. Matt Trosclair says, day to the first scrimmage. I'm guessing – let's see. So, here's the schedule. They go – Tomorrow, and then next week will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a Friday practice. I'm guessing they're planning on doing some type of midweek scrimmage somewhere in there or later because the first Saturday practice isn't until September 12th. So the next week they go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday again. Then they go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So the the 12th is a possibility and the 19th is a possibility. 26th is the Georgia game. 19th probably – 19th is actually that, – what that will end up being is like a mock game type of situation. So the 12th is a good chance that will be a scrimmage, like decide a lot of stuff on that one, right? And then who knows on the other one. Maybe that Friday, the 4th, September 4th is a possibility. Friday, September 28th, maybe. But nothing's been ironed out. Like, this is when it is. And and the schedule subject changed, too. I mean, it, it could absolutely, absolutely change. Okay, everybody. Again, 50% off right now at hogsports.com. That's a great deal. Or you can sign up for your first month and get it for a dollar. If you want to just, like, jump in and try it out. It's a dollar for your first month right now at hawgsports.com. Promise you're going to like what you see. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up or 
an angry face or whatever, throw us that. Interact in the video. Share the video with somebody else that you think might like it who, do, who isn't aware of us. Also available, wait, follow the page also. You got to follow the page on YouTube. We got to get up to 80,000. That's the goal. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell. Throw us a like if you like the content there. Interact with the video. We'd love to have that. All that stuff helps our the algorithm that, that boosts our content up when people are searching for Arkansas Razorback content. So be sure to uh, subscribe. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified and share the content. Also, a- Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and take a moment. If you're not, if you listen on Apple Podcasts other times but you're watching the show, pop over there real quick, throw us a five-star review. Nothing helps more than a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we love to have uh, you make a comment also if you like the show and let other people know what to expect. Again, that helps boost it as well. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. No practice availability tomorrow. So they will practice Friday, but there's no availability to the media. The next opportunity we have probably, I'm guessing, uh, on Monday. So I want to thank all of you for joining us. I want to thank the Razor's Edge for your questions. Thank you guys on Facebook for your questions as well. And uh, we'll be up on YouTube here shortly. All right, everybody. This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.